Yo, yo, yo. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Welcome to Papa Don't Preach. Thanks for stopping by once again. Bennett, how you doing? Right now, not too bad. How about you? You good? <laughs> I'm good. I was a little cold, so I, I lit a candle. It's uh, I like the ambiance. Yeah, it, do, it does not help. I'm still cold. No, no, literally just two wicks burning. Like, <laughs> <up at all. laughs> oh, man. So uh, for those of you who are not here in La- the great Los Angeles area, it is raining again, which is uncommon. But this is actually the first time we've had L.A. L.A. rain. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like a little drizzle throughout the day. It is. It's like, like being from Louisiana, like it's one of the things like. When people complain about the heat and the rain, I just have to be like, yes, you're right. It is raining and it is hot. <laughs> uh, because I know what real heat and I know what real rain looks like. And this this is neither, but hey, for here, this is significant. You guys got hot rain, too. Oh, it's <laughs> like it'll be fucking 80 degrees and just like boiling on your skin, like sizzling. <laughs> no, I mean, because the thing about rain in L.A. is that no one is prepared for rain in L.A. Buildings aren't prepared. Drivers aren't prepared. Roads aren't prepared. No, nah, man. It's like Starbucks surely isn't prepared. Like a freeway, the the freeway will be shut down for like four weeks because like the mountain just slid off into the freeway. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you motherfuckers didn't see this coming. <laughs> like, now there's like a 20 foot fence. Like, what what type of afterthought is that? Like, there's like a 20, you know, there's like a 10 foot puddle on Hollywood Boulevard. It's like <sighs> it just rained for a day, so <laughs> something that happens here. It's it's crazy how. Yeah, we like on this podcast we've complained about the roads and how shitty they are and like they need to get fixed. Then it rains. And there's an accident on every street because this guy was like, oh, that's obviously a puddle. I'm just going to drive right over it. Nope. It's a nope. four foot ditch. <laughs> it was like one night I was uh, running to the store late at night. Not late at night, like a fucking eight or whatever. On the way to the to said store, I saw, fart. <laughs> I saw three lights that were out. Fucking like, a. like one of which a car had crashed into a, a street lamp. The other two, I guess they just got wet and they were out. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck? Like, this is it's it it is a it's a catastrophic affair." Oh yeah, rains in L.A. Our studio floods every time it rains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually, it's coming in. We got to talk faster. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I can see it seeping in right now, but you know, we, it's manageable. Don't worry. Did you bring? Did you bring your shorts? Oh, of course. Yeah, okay, yeah. Good. I, good. Only, only because I, uh, <laughs> my pants were in the washing machine. I've never seen you wear pants. <laughs> I, you, I'd work. I wore jeans. I. I've, I've never seen it. I usually wear them higher. Like they're like capris because my ankles get hot. You know what it is? It's it's your beautiful caps. I think they're distracting. Yeah. I, they're very distracting. I think that's why I've never seen. I I would notice if you wore pants. I'd be like, where's where are those beautiful caps <laughs> go? <happened> to them? <laughs> and you know what? We got to put a put those on the Instagram because I talk about your caps a lot. So people who are listening are just like, what's up with this guy's Nat calves? Has a picture of him on her phone, just like so she like can clarify <laughs> if someone hasn't seen them. It's just like you have like the whole family as your background on your phone. Nat just has your calves. Mm-hmm. That's like one thing. Um, say what you will about straight straight guys. They are not afraid to compliment another straight man on their calves. <laughs> I have been stopped in all contexts by all forms of men to talk about how nice my calves are. I just realized as a straight man, I, I concur. Yeah. Like literally like all literally like dudes like barbecuing across the way. Like, hey, nice calves. Nice calves. <laughs> Fucking follow when you it's like it's like the what's like oh wow so this is this is what is a, a little slice of what it's like to be a woman yeah just like some guy following you looking at your calves <laughs> how'd you get those calves <laughs> oh god because like, I'm fat I don't know man a lot of weight to carry around like, woo woo what those calves do <laughs> right down the block <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta wear high heels like a lot it's not that big of a deal. 
all your shoes are shape ups. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so how the kiddos, man? How the kiddos doing? The kids, uh, I mean, it's up and down. Like they're so they're like the best, like most adorable things in the world, and they wake you up four nights in a row, <laughs> and it just be like. <laughs> What do you do? Like, <laughs> I, you got a bottle. What else do you want? Like, you are, you have my soul. What else do you want? <laughs> Stop. Uh, other than that, they're all good. Um, Miles had swim class this week, and he uh, really fucking loved it. He was, like, just hamming it up, kicking around. Oh, shit. Floating around, so he really dug that. Um, let's see. This week, I uh, I donated blood. Oh, shit. How'd that like, go? It was really good. It's... Um, one of those things that, you know, a little pulpit, I guess. I'll pop my pulpit out early. Uh, if you've got blood and you're not using it, you should just donate it. Uh, here in L.A., um, it was like an Instagram post. Like a friend of mine, one of their daughters needed some blood. Uh, and I got special O-negative blood. And I was hey, like, no I'm O-negative. No shit. Universal donor, baby. All right. Well, then we got you got to get on this with me. Because at uh, Children's Hospital in L.A., uh, O-negative. First off, if you schedule a blood donation, free valet parking. What? You pull up, they just park your car for you for free. Get no, the fuck no out tips. of here. Yes, I'm serious. Uh, and then you get like a diff, like my coffee I had this morning, I paid for with my blood because they gave me a Starbucks gift card. Get the fuck out and of here. And then like a bunch of snacks and stuff. Everyone's super sweet. And then the way that like, because we're O negative, like once you're verified, you get more stuff. Like you get like, I get I should get like two coffees for I give my blood next time. Get the and fuck like out of extra, here. Extra, extra, and like. They give oh you get like a voucher for the uh, the food here if you want if you're hungry after you give blood like that kind of stuff so and then also if I give enough blood I get an enamel pin and if I give like a lot of blood you get like a little plaque on the wall a little butterfly plaque and it's like I mean I, I mean I know it's the same thing it's like two things can be true like you said it's been it's my new motto of course these children need blood. And I happen to want an enamel pin that I can show people how I gave children my blood. <laughs> Is it ghoulish? Possibly. Maybe. Maybe. But I thought you had to have like leave like a live like a clean lifestyle. Not anymore. Hey, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Like for it's like as long as you haven't traveled, they have, you have like a bunch of questions to answer. Mm. Um, you know, like no sex with uh, like uh, sex workers, that's one thing. Oh, shit. No sex with dudes. I think they still ask you that. They could still disqualify you for that, which is a kind of a bummer. That seems I, arc, like an archaic. It's super archaic, and I think they're working on changing it. I could be wrong about that, but that was one of the questions I asked if I, tra I traveled outside the country. There's like a bunch of questions you have to ask. I wouldn't be surprised if you're like, why is this asking if I slept with a guy? She's like, oh, that's still on there? Yeah. Oh, that's a 2020? Ah, whatever. <laughs> Skip that. <laughs> Skip it. Because, yeah, that's like... Yeah, I mean, you know, not to be like a sub-subject to the one subject, but yeah, like men uh, are are has been disqualified. Like gay men have been disqualified for for donating blood for years and years and years uh, for that fact. Yeah, because they still paint the the uh, gay men as like just like the most promiscuous group. And like people out here ain't fucking. Yeah, I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> you want to see some hoes? I'll show you some hoes. <laughs> but um, I'll look into that. I see because I thought I'd read some of that they're changing it, but I definitely answered questions otherwise. Fuck yeah, man! I want to go donate. But some blood. Uh, you should. Um, they're treated. Everyone's super fucking nice. They're real pros. Like honestly, it hurt more. Like the the tape getting ripped off my arm hurt more than the actual injection. Oh shit! So it took about an hour. They were busy that day because I guess uh, that little girl needed a, you know, like I got a bunch of response to give her a bunch of blood. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I wonder what the shelf life is for blood. No, they just freeze it. It's like bread you toss in the freezer. It's good. Okay, pop out a few months later. <laughs> <laughs> Do you freeze your bread? 
Some yeah, if we have extra bread, yeah. I yeah, just uh, I freeze my bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's just I, it's smart. I just uh, we popped this like a new loaf and the frozen loaf. They're the same. Yeah. side by side, they taste the same. You go to Costco, they give you two loaves. You can't go through like two loaves in a week. Nah. So you just gotta throw one of those in the freezer. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So um, that's my week. How you? How uh, how's your little dude? And you're doing? Oh man, um, good. He's doing well. Uh, we <laughs> had a, in italics. Yeah, we had a we had a situation. Uh, mm. Usually, uh, we since the daycare, we send him with extra clothes just in case there's an accident. Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't know. They sent me what he ate, but he had uh, explosive diarrhea and went through two pairs of clothes. Oh, and I got the call to go pick him up because they didn't have any clothes for him, <laughs> and. You know, I got there and he came to the door. He was in like the loner outfit. He was crying. <laughs> he was so upset. And I thought he was like embarrassed. And then, and like, I get up and he's like, Daddy, you didn't pack three clothes for me. And I'm like, Did your teachers blame this on me? Yeah. Hey, hey, what's going <laughs> like, on what here? Where fuck? are you picking this up from? <laughs> like, what the fuck? But yeah, he had, um, you know, we had to modify his diet. He went on like the diarrhea diet, you mm-hmm. know, where it's just like, the, is it grid or gird? Or? Yeah, yeah, it's just gruel. Gruel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, but yeah, it's, a, it's just toast, uh, pasta, no sauce, um, bananas, mm-hmm. crackers, water, Pedialyte. That's it. He Knocked hated it. it. He yeah. hated it. It's awful. He hated it. It's like, I'm hungry. I don't want to eat this. I'm like, then you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> this is that's your about, option. That's sorry, about it. <laughs> but yeah, I... I did something I don't think I can get away with, but I was bribing him with candy and ice cream that if he finishes it, mm-hmm. knowing that he wouldn't finish it, but he'll still eat it and he'll try. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, all right, ice cream next time. He's like, oh, man. And I'm like, this is only going to work two more times until he gets wise to this. <laughs> but, it's yeah. Switch real bait and switch. It was, just, it was just a little bug. He made a full recovery. I kept him home uh, one of the days, mm-hmm. and I was reminded of what it's like to work from home with a toddler. He is chilling by himself all day. Um, anytime I'm on the phone, he is throwing things at me. Mm-hmm. The one time I had to get a Zoom, I don't even know where his boxing gloves were. <laughs> he put them on backwards and just started wailing on me in the middle of my Zoom. And I'm like, what are you doing? You can see I'm on a Zoom. He's just like, I want to beat you up. And I'm like, okay. He sees a camera. He sees people. Hamming it up. Yep. Here comes his tight five. <laughs> I, uh, I, did, I did catch that clip on the Instagram. Oh, yeah. You, uh, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> you catching it. <laughs> just like, and the best thing is like, if you see the post, you just see like it looks like I'm just like having a shaky hand, but he's literally just like hitting me. <laughs> no, he comes. Like, it's like fucking he's Bam Margera, <laughs> fucking ro- rolling in on you. <laughs> Bozo Margera yeah. over here. <laughs> like, I'm trying to work. <laughs> oh, I'm Phil. Fuck. <laughs> Damn. I mean, you wear it well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's hurtful. That's hurtful. <laughs> oh man, uh, I, you were you were talking earlier that you saw the uh, that you you caught a little trailer for the new Velma Scooby Doo adaptation for HBO Max. Oh yeah, people. Uh, I caught a little couple clip of it. It it doesn't seem like it's for anyone. Like, it seems like it's um, <laughs> doesn't seem like it's for anyone. No, it just seems like the jokes are like just trying to hit like. Who can we make angry slash make laugh with these jokes? It's which I understand, but uh, I'd rather um, I'd rather pass. I'll watch something else. It looks awful. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a serious watch so I'm, I can. Yeah. I want to like see. Right now, I feel like I can tear that show apart, but mm-hmm. I also want to come with receipts. Yeah, but um, 
you know, we were talking earlier when they do these like, I don't even want to say woke adaptations, but like when they want to be inclusive with these old story, I, it just, first of all, you're showing your ass, you're playing, you're, you're doing too much <laughs> and nobody wants it. Like you're not doing this for our, uh, for minorities. You're not doing this for white people. You're not doing it for kids. I, I, when I, when I was working on, when I was working on your show, I was like messing around with the audience and I like walked up to this kid and you know, we give out prizes during the audience mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, you're like a warm up guy, like keep him entertained between work, switching cameras and ex- shit. Yeah, exactly. And I walk up to this kid. I was like, Hey man, I got this raffle ticket for a uh, panini press. Do you know what panini press is? He's like, yeah. I'm like, you want this panini press? Yeah. You have to ask one question. I thought this was a gimme cause I just wanted him to have it. Yeah. He was like, uh, one of the only kids in the crowd. I'm like, all right, for Panini Press, name all four Ninja Turtles. And everyone's like, oh. And he's like, um, I'm like, do you know who the Ninja Turtles are? He's like, no. I'm like, how old are you? He's like, 10. And I was like, uh, huh. That's I, the <coughs> turtles, they're like, they're like a comma. They skip a generation. They're like. But here's the issue is <laughs> when like. To make this go full circle, when you start, when you make an Indian Velma for Scooby Doo, that character is not Indian. We know that character is not Indian, and I guarantee you, there's nobody in this generation who knows the gang from Scooby Doo. Like, yeah. it's just old. And so, like, make your own shit. You can make Harriet the Spy and make her Indian. Like, I think you would have been like, if you would have been like, you know, the the mystery people or whatever. It would have been like a, just like not Scooby-Doo, but like, it's obviously Scooby-Doo. Yeah. That's been done a couple of times. And then like, you know, my, uh, one of my favorite two adventure brothers did that with like, <laughs> Velma was like Patty Hearst, like fucking <laughs> kidnapped, like <laughs> rainwall. You know, it's like, it was like really funny, you know, horrible take on it. Well, like they even did a Scooby-Doo, like it was literally cut and paste with different characters. Do you remember the show Jabberjaw? Oh yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. Scooby Doo. Yeah, it's a fucking shark and They're a crime fighting team. That's all the mysteries. Jab- I did like a jabber. Yeah, jabber jabber So I was like, you could come up with your own shit. You can make an octopus and like, you know, put a a, a nerdy girl that's Indian in there. And like, I, there's there's no reason to take like to make Jabberjaw a killer whale. Yeah, <laughs> a great white. I'm so, no, an orca. He's an orca. Shit. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Buddy. Oh, he's got some black on. Why you gotta be a killer? <laughs> <laughs> Apex predator, the orca. Man, those things are fucking they will, terrifying. You, you see, you toss a seal in the air like Dude, it's a fucking juggling ball. They are fucking super smart. They fucking murder things. I remember the our producer Blaine was talking about was this town in Italy? Uh, so apparently, like, so there's this little town in Italy. A boat hit an orca, scraped mm. it up, and. Now the orcas are literally a, like do, like boats are t- like just ramming their engines and breaking the, like like they just went after this whole town and I'm starting to think like yo these motherfuckers are they're the Navi they're like we think they're dumb as hell they're the Navi <laughs> from uh, Avatar like one dude got fucked up he went back he's like yo Jerome go get my shit we're gonna roll up these motherfuckers and like they just just yeah, they, <laughs> they clearly hold grudges like how many times will they like just fucking grab a uh, SeaWorld instructor and just bring him down and just drown. And like, I know you have to breathe. I'm going to hold you down here until you can't anymore. Like, you're a SEAL. <laughs> you just like, yeah, well, I'll play your game. I'm yeah. going to kill you in three days, but I'll play your game. Yeah, that killer. 
Sometimes we got to use that, that title. <laughs> yeah, the, sometimes there's sometimes they're orcas. I'm away most on most of those days of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while. So like seeing like the intelligence of some animals and just how like we just don't acknowledge it as a society is that's me. I'll do that. It's, yeah, yeah. it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. I saw this clip. Uh, this guy noticed that this elephant, like these, like these two male elephants, would show up the same time to this bridge, and they couldn't figure out why. And they were just in passing. And then the guy just set up a camera to find out why these elephants would come there and just like kind of stalk, and people would slow down, like, why is this elephant here? But apparently that time is when all the trucks are driving by that pull down the brush from the jungle. Mm -hmm. So it would just walk in front of the truck. It would stop and go up to the side of it, reach its trunk, (laughs) grab a bunch of food, some things, (laughs) just fucking walk down the street and eat. And it just kept on stopping trucks and pulling shit out of the back. And I was like, he's just like, oh yeah, let's, let's go catch a, let's go catch the snack truck. (laughs) Like we're sitting here talking about food trucks. They got a food truck. Yeah. It's like, did you believe this? Just, they got, yeah, they got to move, but they'll stop. (laughs) They think we're suckers. Yeah. They just they just bring it to us. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Oh man. But yes, uh before we get off subject, I know that you got grown uh grown boys. I also have grown boy. We've talked about this on the pod and I want to dive into it, but that like we suffer from fast fashion as a society. Mm-hmm. Like just endless amount of clothes in the dump. I'm not grown anymore, but the fact that the like the clothing industry for children is, it's I don't want to use the word rapey, but they're definitely taking advantage it's of ex- us. Exploitative. It's very it's, exploitative. Yeah, you're, I like oof. the way you have a way with your words. Oof. You know that? I don't know if that's the right way to say it. It was it, close. It, it, I feel like I, it, I lost it tripped a on the way out of there. Yeah, I lost a syllable <laughs> along the way. Do you remember that clip of Destiny's Child on 106 and Park when Michelle just fucking ate it on the way up to the stage? <laughs> it's like it's like in the hall top all, you know and then Beyonce just keeps walking they just keep walking they're like show must go on bitch get up <laughs> <laughs> didn't even fucking not even a fraction of an inch yeah, that, of a turn of a head just like nope that whole clip encapsulates encapsulates like what encapsulates 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 Samson we gotta we gotta we gotta stop getting high before these things <laughs> and, <laughs> Hey, hey, too hasty. Hey, my bad, my bad, my hey, bad. Yeah, well, let's talk it out first. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I want to talk to you about some of the clo- like the clothing industry, how to curb this fucking terrible, wasteful culture that we yeah, have. Yeah, these built. jackasses don't stop growing. Yeah, because like it's it's kind of pointless. But uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back with uh, uh, our main subjects. Uh, we'll see you in a second, guys. Take it easy. Pop it on preach. We'll be right back. And we're back. Hey. hey, we're back for the first time. So, Bennett, as you know, kids are fucking expensive. Yeah. And terrible for the environment. Yeah, yeah. It's awful. Uh, what we go through with kids between diapers, baby wipes, and clothes that are changing every month, all this stuff ends up in the landfill. And I'm trying to figure out a way to curb this from happening generationally. Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to see if I can 
lower my footprint and impact on the world because I remember trying the reusable diapers, but you know I had like six pairs of reusable diapers. You're that could be a day. That's it's <clears throat> you're constantly washing this. I'm like, yeah. how the hell is this better? Like my water bill went all the way up. I was running the washing machine three times a day. Like, what the hell? And then like, God forbid, it's not a solid turd. Jeez. <laughs> like sometimes yeah. you can give like a quick little hand wipe, but like, you know, until that kid starts moving, it's just you don't know. It's a gamble. It's a gamble. It's a gamble. But have you ever used re- reusable diapers? Or we uh, never went down that route. We, Smart. Um, no, we knew our limitations. Like we definitely tried. Because uh, we are you know, being foster parents, like we didn't have like the time when our kid was going to show up, so we just had to be ready mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of options. Like we didn't know like how old, how old they're going to be, what oh, sex shit. they were going to be. So, uh, wife Natalie like put out uh, feelers to friends and family. Uh, I mean, I've got some Ozo's clothes I know that my kids wore. Oh yeah. So we had like bins, and still like, we've started to like downsize them as the kids get older. Uh, but we had bins of like zero to three, you know, zero to three months, zero, you know, three yep. months to, you know, a year, 18 months, like just like male, female clothes, just in case, uh, all just hand, you know, hand-me-downs and secondhand clothes, which is awesome. Like it's, uh, it was really helpful and really, um, I don't know, it was really great to have so many options so easily and people were very willing to give you their clothes. Right. I mean, sometimes I don't want to throw them away. I'm like, I don't just drop this off at Goodwill. I know that somebody around me has a kid. I want to hand this off. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if I'm going to have another kid, so at some point I'm going to want this shit back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to boomerang these clothes. Like, if I have another kid, not one item of clothing will be new. Yeah. Like, uh, my child right now, I would say three-quarter of his wardrobe are hand-me-downs. Mm-hmm. And the only reason he's got new clothes is because <laughs> of my girlfriend, Shannon, being a fashionista. And be like, ooh, this looks really cute. Like, He's got very giving aunties and uncles that will buy him something that's dope, even if it doesn't fit him. Like, mm-hmm. have to wait a couple of years, but um, yeah, it's it's very it's it's time consuming and it's fucking expensive. And you know, the whole trick of just not feeding your kids so they don't grow does not work either. <laughs> it just backfires. No, I was doing laundry this morning. and I was like, what if we just wore the same clothes like? One day in a row. Like, all we just all wore the same clothes, like, for 48 hours. Hey, I there's days when we have, like, a lazy day, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, you know what? I didn't change. Why am I going to get him out of his PJs? I'm like, Miles no. is real hardcore to stay in his PJs all day, and I'm, <laughs> I am real about letting them most of the time. <laughs> there is some judgment you get when somebody shows up unannounced at, like, 3 p.m., and you're sitting there with a kid in his PJs. They're like, hey, it's, hey, it's his call, his life, but I'm just, I'm just living with it. You know, I uh, I looked at biodegradable diapers as well, like some that aren't just going to sit at a landfill that take a lot less time to de- mm-hmm. uh, decompose because regular disposable diapers take like 500 years to decompose. And yeah, it's like something nuts. I'm like, what the fuck? That's like my great, great, great grandkid is still going to be here with these fucking diapers. That's that's crazy. But the another thing with the biodegradable is like, first of all, you can't get that in a fucking 50 pack. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think price per diaper if you go ahead and get like a pack of Huggies, it's like fifty to sixty-five cents per diaper. Biodegradable diapers are like one fifty to two dollars a diaper. So it's like I got an eighteen pack that will last me a week. It's it. tough. It's like it's not there. It's also it's like as soon as they get wet, they start melting too, which is not good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not good well, play. so yeah, if you miss an accident, you better get that kid out of there. You like. got time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just start. Like you open up his pants, it's just gone. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> 
Biodegradable. <laughs> it happens quick. So, um, secondhand clothes. So, what are some of the best places that you usually get? I got most people just reach out to friends and family for secondhand clothes. Like, where? What's your? What's uh, there's your uh, on Facebook. Um, it's a horrible, uh, desolate place. Except for buy nothing. It's a really nice group you can join in your neighborhood and you can trade things, uh, mm. toys, clothes. I need this. I don't. I have this. Would you like this? Um, really great um, for those kind of things. And also, like, mostly just friends and then occasionally family. We have most of my family with kids is out of state, but uh, we had a lot of friends that were very willing to give us uh, so many clothes. Yeah, I uh, I realized when I was moving back, I was just, I reached out because I, I was like, hey, you got, if anybody got some old clothes that they need, and it wasn't for me, I was like, uh, I think one, a, family fr- a family friend was raising money for the fires that we had, like the, mm-hmm. the Malibu fire, and somebody lost their house. So I was like, I just like, hey, any clothes that you got, send them my way. And I got bins and bins and bins of children's clothes, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I went through all of it, took out what I liked, <laughs> and donated <laughs> the rest. <laughs> hey, man, I got to eat too, all right? Kids I got to eat too. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the my yeah, friends and family is great. Have you ever heard of the LA consignment? Uh, no. So that one's a big one. It's kind of clicky. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you have to, like, apply for early entry and all this stuff. But it's just, like, the it moves in different places, but it's just, like, a warehouse of all the kids' clothes, toys, trollers, everything you can need, all secondhand, super cheap. I don't know if they do that anywhere else, but also, you know, it's something that you have to, like, catch at the right time. It's kind of like ski-dazzle for kids, you know? It's, like, a couple times a year. (laughs) (laughs) You got to track it down. So it's not, like, the best, but it's out there. Yeah. Um, You know, like, I... I don't know if somebody's already tried to do this. It might exist. Somebody might add a, somebody might reply to us, like, go ahead, at me, reply to our Instagram, let me know, send me a comment if you know something that exists online for secondhand clothing where I can just, like, go and be like, oh, yeah, I need, like, so it's 50 bucks, bundle of clothes. You get this yeah. trash bag of clothes, <laughs> and it's all 5T. <laughs> you know, like, I, it's, I wouldn't care because, like, um, you know, when you're getting clothes, you, there's only, like, a certain portion, like, a very, very little part of the closet we're just like, those are the nice clothes that we're going to, we're taking to auntie's birthday or we're yeah. going out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Everything else, I know they're going to end up with holes and paint and slime. Yeah. And like, just, you know. Then you get fucked up. Yeah, you're going to yeah. get fucked up. So like, I, I don't care what he's wearing, especially if he's going to grow out of it. But damn, man. Like I, um, the only thing I haven't gotten rid of is uh, my son's shoes. I'm saving mm-hmm. the shoes because I have a whole bin of shoes. Uh, do you need some shoes, by the way? Uh, always. All yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, let me know. We'll, we'll work something out. We'll work something out on the side. The little dude, Miro's feet are growing all the like he's like he grows out of shoes like weekly, it feels like. Do you, do you know his shoe size? Uh probably almost a six. Now he's probably five or six. But yes, we get we we'll get some shoes going. I think I got some shoes for you. It yeah. um for me, like clothes are really great. Uh it's like the toys are really tough. Like this is I feel like, you know, like getting older complaining about like toys are made really shitty today. Yeah, they, they break very easy. Like they don't, they aren't made to last. Because he has a couple, like when he was an infant, like my mom saved a bunch of stuff. So he has like some of my clothes. Like literally, uh, Miles is wearing like a Ghostbusters Slimer uh, <laughs> top, like pajama top the other day, which is like from fucking '88, like, <laughs> like old, old. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, a couple like baby toys, like plastic baby toys, like they were still like you know both the dudes play with those, but like some of their toys will last like a fucking hours, like. Set the timer until this fucking shitty car breaks. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always two things there. Like, you could be just buying shitty toys. But I agree with you. Most part, a lot of the shit's just not made to last. Yeah. 
And, you know, uh, we did cover this in the pod before. Like, I, I think we went over this. I think that even though America has like 10 to 15% of the world's children, we have like 50 or 60% of all the toys. Yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, consumerism. That's what we have here. Um, the craziest thing about some of these toys is it really depends on the parent. Like, I know I'm very good at this. Like, I try to keep all those toys pristine. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm going to give this to somebody. Somebody will enjoy it if he's not using it. And if I see he's playing too hard with it, I'll be like, all right, this one's going to get uh, <laughs> hidden. This yeah, a couple, a couple of cars went to the uh, the shop and have not returned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like, uh, you know, right now, like, buying secondhand toys it's it's great because you forget that children have like this incredible imagination and you know i went to the goodwill to go drop some shit off so i was looking if i wanted to get something and i was, I was picking like oh whoa look at this and it's like this busted rc car <laughs> you know with the wheel hanging off the back and he's just like flying it around the store and it's two dollars i was like yeah, yeah okay we'll sure. just get it yeah and we'll get it like he's got he still has it it's still i fixed one of the wheels too i fixed one of the wheels and like i got bad i put, i fixed the battery pack i was like oh, i'm gonna get this thing rolling mm-hmm. and then i realized i don't have a remote and i was like uh it was like a two-day project <laughs> to fix it too i had my little iphone uh toolkit and my little yeah. screwdrivers and i was like cleaning it up and i was like oh shit so i looked up the that was like $50 for a universal remote to program an RC car. And I was like, mm. yeah, all right. Have, hey, here, flying car, buddy. Yeah, here's your flying car. <laughs> it's in one piece. <laughs> and it fits batteries. Yeah, it's got four, wow, look at this battery holder you got. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, man. So, um, when, like, what is, like, these little buy-nothing groups and these little, like, is it, are we saying that it's on us to kind of manage all this because these companies are going to just keep pumping out oh yeah yeah massive massive amounts of clothes Mm -hmm. and it's not cheap at all like i guess yeah it's just on us to kind of figure out it um how not to end like and all this fast fashion end up in the landfill it's tough and um i tell you what i love my family but they don't help like (laughs) (laughs) they're the they're the worst contributors to it yes yes like you know the cute outfit but great big brigade jesus christ can't talk Uh, it is, uh, it's, it's tough to what to do with so much clothes. And I think that mm-hmm. just blindly donating is one thing, but if you can find someone at, you know, a good spot or like a specific, like, uh, yeah, women's shelter or something like that, where like, you know that these clothes aren't just to be thrown into a bin and like just tossed away. Yeah, I mean, like with all the schools that we have around, you think that like, you know how many schools are in LA? Uni- how many schools are in LA Unified? There's like two. Uh, I think it's like, was it five hundred, or maybe it's a thousand, or maybe yeah, it's two thousand. Two thousand wouldn't surprise me. I think there's two thousand schools in the LA in we'll LA, like public out. schools in LA Unified, and like if all these schools, like if they would just coordinate town to town and be like, yeah, once a month, we're gonna have like a sale like bring in all your old shit like jacket drives jacket drive yeah. pants drives baby clothes drive dresses mm. old toys like what the fuck like some of these solutions are literally that's like right around the corner but i also know that our horribly defunded schools and our underpaid teachers I ain't trying to do all that shit mm-hmm. but you know these are things that cpas and student uh councils and uh parent uh parent groups can can organize like just like give me the keys to the field or the auditorium we'll handle everything else <laughs> like we'll get we'll get everything else because like it really like we can really just 
use all these clothes until their, their wheels fall off. You know, yeah. until this thing turns into a rag, somebody can use it, somebody can wear it. You know, like I just, I it's so wasteful. It, it really, really bothers me. And we we need to find better solutions. So yeah, like if anybody here is a part of an administration listening, talk to your local schools, like call your your uh, your local council members, your city council members, push for schools to start opening these drives again. Like these need, this needs to happen. Like I got a bunch of shit, and I don't want to take it to Goodwill. I don't care what you say. Goodwill is a terrible place. No, it's like, a, it's a, I, they're a for profit in place. I I used to work at I, so some of my community service. I had to do dude eight like a hundred. Uh, it was a hundred and eighty hours of community service that I got, uh, and Damn. it was. I think it was like a failure to appear on a traffic ticket. Mm-hmm. And like I rescheduled three times. And then the third time I came in and they're like, I am like, Hey, I came in and she, uh, the, the judge just like threw the book at me. Like I, cause I was obviously abusing the system. <laughs> I was like, I, I could just keep on. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to not do this. And she's just like, you can just pay your fine, blah, blah, blah. And like, it shows how tone deaf this fucking judge was. But you know, it was like a, like a four hundred dollar ticket, man. I didn't have that fucking kind of money laying yeah, around yeah. in my early twenties. Like, fuck that noise. Like, I should have <laughs> paid it when I got it, but yeah, it doubled and fees got tacked on. I was like, I'm not paying this shit. Fuck mm-hmm. that. Um, but it wasn't even a moving violation. It was like, <laughs> I got a registration ticket when my car was parked on the curb. Some it's piece of up. shit cop stand by is like, whoop, this guy's registration tags out. Put the ticket right in my window, and I was like, fuck that. But anyway, I got 180 hours, uh, and I didn't want to sit on the fucking side of the curb, and there was a, a Goodwill next to the house. So I picked Goodwill. I'm like, what's the worst it can be? It was the worst experience of my life, man. <laughs> it was the worst experience of my life. Like, first of all, the amount, the amount of shit that the staff steals is just as bad as you think. Yeah. Um, the amount of shit that they throw out is insane. Like, perfectly usable shit. Like, oh, it's not in season. I'm like, gives a fuck nobody's coming here to get winter clothes like <laughs> what the fuck you talk about just put it out there we got the room but it's always dirty no one's professional and because i was the big black dude i was used as the enforcer i had to drag dudes that were shooting up in the in the changing rooms like uh motherfuckers that were doing uh doing tug jobs for money in the bathrooms like people who were just trying to get warm or had mm-hmm. some ac like that was, that was my main job and it was Fucking terrible, and they mark up shit. Like, I, I uh, there was a there was a VCR in there. Like, mind you, this is like 2012. Yeah, yeah. There was a VCR in there for thirty dollars. I want to be clear, a VCR <laughs> for thirty dollars at Goodwill. What the fuck? Anybody who's buying a VCR is just gonna smash it anyway. That's like, like that's some content, <laughs> some clout chasing. Right there. Or as you say. Clout chasing? Yeah, that's uh, that's posers. Yeah, but posers. <laughs> yeah, posers. <laughs> for, yeah. Your, for your generation. Try to be a poser. Yeah, posers. They're now called clout chasers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get hip with it, okay? <laughs> gotta, you got to stay with the times. Yeah, try. Uh, but yeah, Goodwill's a terrible place. It's fucking awful. My personal experience, a little, little story for you. Don't go there. Just try and use community, friends, get reusable clothes, um, Facebook Marketplace, um, What's that? Buy, buy nothing. Buy nothing. Mm-hmm. These are good options. And then if you have toys, like, I know it's a lot of work. You can even do, uh, run your own garage sales from your house. You know, we got to start turning neighbors into communities again. Yeah. Like, these like co- there's, you know, in L.A., there's multiple ones. Any big city has teenage shelters, has women's shelters. Like, those are mm-hmm. a great places to donate clothes for if you have older kids. Or, I mean, you know, women's shelters, I'm sure they definitely need children's clothes there, too. Yeah. And I trust me, people, I understand. Like, sometimes it's hard to donate. Like, they don't make the donation process very easy sometimes. 
I remember we had that pool table in here for a while. I was giving it away. Yeah. And it was <laughs> impossible to get rid of that thing. I went to every boy and girls club. They're like, yeah. If you drop it off, maybe. I'm like, motherfucker, I see your truck driving all over the city. Just send it to my house. <laughs> like, I'll call a company to drop it off. But, yeah, I, I'm going to uh, – I'm definitely going to look into some of these uh, the shel- local shelters to see, like, if I can donate some clothes. Because yeah. uh, I need to free up some bin space. I'm becoming one of those uh, holiday parents where I'm like, oh, I, something I always hated are decorations, but now, <laughs> and it's because uh, my kid's mom is like that type of person. Like, yeah, yeah. it's Easter, everything in the house is Easter. You know, it's the 4th of July, here comes the flag. You know, like there's just <laughs> every holiday. So when he comes to my house, he's like, oh, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it's Easter. It's St. Patty's Day. What are you doing? I'm like, okay, let's go get some green bullshit. <laughs> let's green up this place. So like, I have like holiday bins that I'm putting together so I can reuse all my shit. <laughs> Fuck man, I gotta free up some 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 spot for clothes. Like for I gotta decorations. get some of my decorations, and I don't want to be like like I said, just with the fast fashion wasteful stuff. I don't want to buy a bunch of shit and throw it away. Yeah, so I want to buy stuff that I could just break out. Like okay, here's the St. Patty's bin <laughs> for my kid. What if my Miles is really interested in my coffee? What if we just feed our kids coffee and they don't grow too much? Uh, I heard that was disproven. God damn it. All right. Yeah, well, that, I heard that was. I'll stop doing it, I guess. Snope says that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Snope says that was a lie. But, yeah, um, that uh, that's the, some of the ways we can help uh, curb waste. And I'm, I'm really interested about, like, this biodegradable diapers and, like, I want to see the type of people that are getting this shit. I feel like it's like, you know, like, you know, making a joke about how they're melting like stuff. I mean, but like it's a joke, but it's getting closer, like biodegradable straws. Like there's different straws that are greener, like biodegradable silverware is getting better and cheaper. Like we're getting closer, you know, we're definitely closer than further. Yeah. I remember the first round of bio, like they put like the the paper straws. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. nice. It's conscious. And then like my second sip, I'm just sucking up cardboard. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck was that? Like the the first round of forks is literally like, it's like a cartoon. Like they just, the spines would all get wiggled. Yeah. As soon as like you touch a piece of meat. It's like, well, this is not, this is a fork and word only. This yeah. is not- 100% recycled plastic. You just put your water bottle down. It melts into yeah. itself. I'm like, <laughs> they're trying. We're getting better at it. You know, I got my, my little, I got my little yeah. metal water can yeah. here. You got your reusable. I got thermos. mine. It's, it's a Stanley, apparently, which is so funny. I guess like our nanny was telling us that Stanley is like very hot right now. It's like what my grandfather ate his fucking lunch out of. It's a Stanley, like, <laughs> uh, but it's it's a water bottle, and also you could just fucking hit somebody with it. Uh, like, look, you know, look at fucking hip ass Bennett over here, super hip. He's, he's in with his Stanley. <laughs> yeah, the same guys that built the fucking Brooklyn Bridge drinking out of Stanleys. <laughs> Like that picture of like them yeah. sitting on the the beam yeah. in New York, all eating out of their Stanley lunchboxes. <laughs> Fucking hipsters. It's <laughs> oh, good stuff. I love it. I love it. Well, hey, listen. Um, I want to cut. We're gonna come back with a joint pulpit. Um, but it was nice to talk to you about this thing. And like, we're gonna try and do some research and put some stuff, some information on our Instagram about where you can donate clothes, uh, some good family groups, and my push. Just like my push for the washing machine that dries and folds clothes for you, <laughs> I'm doing the same push I'm going to have for having events at all our empty ass fucking stadiums and affordable housing is the same push I'm, I'm going to bring that same energy to having uh, clothing drives at schools because we have the infrastructure to do it. We have the clothes to do it. Mm-hmm. We have the people that would want to do it. We just got to put it together. So, yeah, well, guys, we'll be right back with more Papa Don't Preach. Please stick around. We'll be right back. Uh, 
Nah, see? Yeah. Oh, no, you're doing the voice? Welcome to Papa Don't Preach. Today, we're talking about the most influential women. Dames. Chickadees? Chickadees. Floozies. That's it. I don't want to. It's getting offensive. <laughs> the list was bad. We looked up We looked up old-timey women terms to be like, uh, I don't know, tell you cheek about it. Last week, we talked about um, how we didn't know much about women's history, so we are going to do a little deep dive. I was very close with a couple of them. I remember Sally Ride was the first female astronaut on the way home. <laughs> That's the best I did. Honestly, um, it was, was very eye-opening, and I believe that it's very ignorant at this age that it comes to head. Like, I was still shocked when I went into looking at the most influential women, and not one of these stories wasn't fucking tragic. And, like, they're all very recent. Like, it's it's yeah. awful. It's awful. Like, even, like, from... From Pocahontas to Shirley Chisholm, like it's <laughs> it's just terrible. Like we yeah, were talking, it's like yeah, if like if you want to make women's history, or if you you know you have to be fucking hard and tough as nails, tough like, as fucking nails. Yeah, like it's it's you know I tried to pick like five influential women in in genres of things that I enjoy. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, so want to do like five and five go back and forth or what do you want to do yeah because i i did the same i had uh women uh influential women in politics mm -hmm. uh black women uh women in sports uh women in hip-hop and like pop culture icons mm -hmm. and uh you know my first one my woman in sports was serena williams yeah, yeah and so i started looking up some serena williams and even her story just like she is probably the best athlete in the world right now and the fact that she still gets treated like some black chick and like everyone's got a fucking opinion. Everybody's got a fucking opinion of what she wears. Like she's a fucking millionaire and she couldn't get doctors to be like, yo, I'm in pain. Something's wrong with my baby. Like, ah, hey, you're just a complaining broad. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's fucking wild. Yeah, like a hysterical chick. Why would I believe you? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, she is continuing to break records. Like she is amazing. Like, like just a superstar and mm -hmm. still tragic. Yeah. Still like, like still, like there's some stupid statistic that's like one out of four men think they could beat. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here! Fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! Jesus Christ! Uh, fucking a. Um, so uh, give me one. Uh, give me one of your. So I'll do. Uh, first off, like I love pro wrestling. Female history of pro wrestling is fucking harsh and tragic and ex you know the word I can't say predatory is a synonym <laughs> for it. Jesus. Um, so what of, uh, so it's hard, like, it's really hard to like find influential, uh, wrestler, you know, female wrestlers that haven't been in the last two decades. Cause now they've been making great strides. There's people like Becky Lynch, mm -hmm. uh, and Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey who headlined fucking WrestleMania a couple years back, like Ronda headlining pay-per-views, pay like great storylines, spilling blood, just like hanging with what, you know, as showing that they could do just as much as the guys do. Yeah, it's not like that Danzel. Uh, no, lady. it's not like just like eye candy around. So my uh, one of the influential, um, one of my influential women I picked was Ethel Johnson. She mm -hmm. is the self-proclaimed, and you know she said it. It's on paper as the first African American wrestler in the U.S. God damn. So she uh, fucking traveled town to town in the fifties. Fucking a sport that people didn't want to see, a color that people certainly didn't want to fucking Jesus see. Christ. Like, you in know, the 50s. in the fifties, like hard as fucking nails, pro wrestler woman in the South competing, you know, for her for you know, for her for money and also for her fucking life. Like you know, not allowed to sleep in places, fucking sleeping in her car, like 
and this couldn't be a scene associated with white wrestlers. It's illegal. Like, <laughs> and then still fucking put on a show every single night. God damn, man. Like hats off hats off. Like these are, these, and like, you know, those are the stories that need to be amplified. Yeah. You know, like, like the, like these little things, I wouldn't say, I mean, I don't, not to trivialize and say little, but like the, these little points in history, like shaped an entire generation. Yeah. You know, like, and yeah, I, is she in, is she in the wrestling hall of fame? Yeah. Yeah. She's someone that's like been acknowledged in the hall of famer now. Good, 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 good. Um, so, uh, one of the most influential women that, you know what I actually kind of forgot about. And I realized after going to, down to my Spotify, uh, hole, Amazing. Um, I, I'm switching it over to hip hop. MC Light. Oh, Holy yeah, yeah. shit. Mm -hmm. This woman had fucking bars. And like, you forget about like people like that, that, you know, like, you know, Nicki Minaj can rap. Cardi B's got great sound. Mm -hmm. Little Kim was dope. Missy Elliott, greatest of all time. But fucking MC Light. Holy shit. And like <laughs> that, that whole crew of rappers back in um, like late 80s, early 90s, uh, you know, um, Queen Latifah. And what's, a, what's MC Light song we'll know? Uh shit, I which one will you know? Let's look up. Poor Georgie, what? Poor George. Nah, man. Uh, according to Spotify, her biggest hit that's gotten the most plays is uh, "Cold Rock a Party." Cold Rock, but yeah, keep on keeping on, keep on keeping on. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> But poor Georgie, poor Georgie, that's the one, poor Georgie. But, um, yeah, I mean, she, same thing with her story. She had to, she was battling motherfuckers, came up, uh, came up through the ranks, and I believe when she first started, like, nobody wanted to sign her, and it wasn't until other MCs were starting to lift her up. I'm like, no, this girl can fucking rap, that she got a shot, and it just kind of sucks that, just at her own merit, her own skill wasn't enough. You yeah. know, like it, it's kind of bullshit. But yeah, she was she was amazing. Like I one of my I she's up there on my top, my top, like mm -hmm. as far as pop culture, music, MC Light, Trailblazer. All right. Fucking Trailblazer. You got another you got I'm another listen to more. You got another uh <laughs> I was gonna say, should we use some of these old timey terms? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to use it, but I just had to say this, guys. Uh, one of the terms that that took us all by surprise, we all paused, like mm. general shock, was gash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't hear that much. You don't. Hear, thank God. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Imagine some fucking top hat madman with a cigarette indoors, like looking over the waitress. Hey, gash, get over here. Like, oh my God. Not good. Look at that gash over there. Ugh, don't like saying it. It's terrible. <laughs> That's why I'm not saying the, the it. G word. I don't like saying it. <laughs> it's, a heavy, it's a hard G. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, all right, back on subject. Yes. Uh, back on gonna, the gash. Back, <laughs> sorry, that's the last one. All right, I gotta switch it now. Okay. <laughs> Let's get someone who didn't die tragically. Oh shit. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Brownie Mary. Brownie she Mary. Was, uh, Mary Jane Rathburn. She was a uh, cannabis advocate in San Francisco. Oh shit! Uh, and she was famous for making brownies uh, for uh, AIDS patients throughout the crisis, and uh, being an advocate for cannabis as medical uses, um, and just a generally badass chick to be fucking proudly uh, be, being <laughs> being proudly pro weed in a staunchly anti weed time. God damn! Yeah, I have never even heard of her. Mm -hmm. Brownie Mary—that's her name. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. 
God damn. All right. Well, shit. Um, I, uh, my, my info, my next influential woman, uh, I already brought her name up, Shirley Chisholm, but mm-hmm. when it comes to politics, it's another thing that we kind of bounce around. She was the first black woman elected in the Congress and that was in 1969. It's not like that was a no. hundred years ago. <laughs> no. As I mentioned, the Beatles had probably just broken up. Like, yeah. that fucking long, you know, like ain't ancient history. She's a, um, she passed away, uh, in 2005 at 80 years old. And, you know, this woman uh, just fighting for equality, never backing down, like marching and fighting for her community, the things that she believed in and being able to get elected. And then, you know, uh, isolated in Congress, uh, bullied in Congress, but never backing down. I believe she served till 1977. Let me double check that. Uh, no, she served till 1981. Uh, boop. Boop, boop. In office, uh, uh, 1983. 1983. Damn. She served for a long time. Served for a long time. It's fucking wild. Uh, but yeah, that's, um, you know, in, because it's national, uh, it's uh, Women's History Month. Definitely wanted to bring up some of my influential women. Um, did you have another that you wanted to discuss? I do. I had a couple more. Okay, hit him. Hit me uh, Next, we got Sally Minky, who was, uh, she passed away tragically. She, like, died in a hiking accident. But she was Tarantino's editor uh, for every one of his movies up until she passed away. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. So, like, every, all the super crazy violence in Kill Bill and Reservoir Dogs, the crazy t- storytelling in Pulp Fiction, was she was the one behind the boards fucking cutting the film, making it look the way it did. Oh, like all of those scenes, like, you know, Tantru had a vision, and she's the one who helped translate that vision uh, so we could all see it, which is fucking incredible that she, like, that's her body of work. Also, first Ninja Turtles movie. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, those were her first movies she edited. God damn. God damn. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, like, so much shit that I love, you know, watching growing up, you know, directly influences her. You know, her work directly influenced it. God damn. Well, shit. Um... Hats off to her. What was her name again? Sally Minky. Sally Minky. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there was a woman. Uh, I believe her name is Helen Gibson. Uh, she was uh, one of the, f- probably the first. Um, uh, she's from Cleveland, Ohio. She was the first stunt woman. Like the first. Like, oh, yeah, a, yeah. Like, uh, uh, Helen, she was coined as the first stunt uh, stunt performer uh, her name is Helen Gibson. I believe she uh, what was it. I think it was nineteen forty four. I believe. Damn. Yeah. Stunt. The stunt profession is a very interesting history. Uh, women, especially, because they usually just you know for the longest time they just put a dude in a wig and made it happen. So yes. they had to get like you know women had to be again fucking tough as nails and stand out. Yeah, there's a documentary. I believe it's called Double Dare. Uh, shit, can you look that up, Lane? Documentary Double Dare about stunt women. Um, but it's like it's an incredible story. Uh, one of the fem- one of the subjects in it. Uh, you know, fucking spoiler alert for a decade old documentary. She becomes Uma Thurman stunt double in Kill Bill, like in the process. So she starts out like on Xena, and somehow ends up that. So it's a really interesting documentary about stunt women in the process. Holy shit! But that's another one of those. You know. 
uh, whole industries that are like completely underappreciated. Oh yeah, because you're not supposed to. You're supposed to not know that's them doing it. Yeah, they. I mean, from a, a from a extremely misogynist and racist industry as Hollywood has been in the past and sometimes still to to this day, uh, there was a there, like you know women had to fight. I think you brought up like the first uh, Asian uh, a, um, female Asian actor. What's mm-hmm. her? Uh, she might win. What's oh her? yeah, but uh, Michelle. Uh, Michelle. Uh, Michelle. Yeah, might win. Maybe the first female, or the first Asian actress to win an Academy Award. Is that's that right? Ridic- that's yeah. ridiculous. Insane. That's crazy. That is fucking crazy. Yeah. And like you know, we hit these milestones. You're like, oh, oh, oh. You know, you go through this like roller coaster of emotions of like that's amazing, but man, that sucks. Yeah. Like it took this long, like. Yeah, just they've been just white dudes have been getting everything, no matter how bad they are. <laughs> I remember the Oscars so white for Creed, the first Creed. Mm-hmm. Fucking, you know who won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor? Fucking Sylvester Stallone in Creed. In Creed. <laughs> in Creed, <laughs> he got the Oscar. Michael uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yes. For what? I saw all the Rockies. Like what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Say what you will, he's not a great actor. He's not a great actor. <laughs> hey, yeah, you know, you guys keep punching when you buy. Like, his speeches are underwhelming. Oh my god! But um, yeah, these are uh, those are my influential women. I think you said you got a couple more. Do you want? I got to uh, one more. I got a couple more. But I'll do. I'll do them quick. So uh, one is uh, comic book industry. Marie Severin. Mm. Uh, she was a artist and colorist. Uh, beginning in the 50s, like with the EC comics. I don't know how much comic history you know. Mm, uh, horror EC. Com- EC is like they made Tales from the Crypt and Vault of Horror and like all these hardcore, like uh, very graphic uh, horror comics and, and true crime comics that kind of turned about, uh, they were investigated and they had to, like, the comics code was enforced because of these comics. Uh, and you couldn't like show, yeah, you know, there were like, limits to what you could show in comic books because of it because people were, you know, up, upright conservatives were afraid of these uh, scary books that ended up influencing like every single director from the seventies and the eighties. Like, so she was a colorist. Like her coloring uh, really stood out. She was a writer, uh, artist as well. Uh, I read it in one of the interviews I read that she was um, off of the moral compass. Where like if they were like going like too crazy with like violence towards women, she'd be like, "All right, guys, like fucking <laughs> knock it off." And one of the things that she was accused of is like she was accused of like. Uh, she'd use big splashes of color to cover up violence in a, interviews later on. She'd be like, no, no, no. Like, I was using that so you could emphasize the color and the violence I want to show you. Like, <laughs> she's like, I was doing the opposite. Like, I wasn't trying to cover up with blackness. I was trying to emphasize how awful it was. Uh, uh, so, yeah, she worked women. with, you know, she worked with in the Marvel in the 70s, like with the, you know, Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko and Stan Lee and was off, you know, in the same article I read that she would off, like often do the outlines for covers for artists that were overworked. She's like, all right, this is what the cover will look like. Do the finishing. Like, you know, so she'd like do Hulk, like all fucking posed out crazy. And like the artist would be like, all right, fine. And then just draw, like finish it out the drawing. That's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. It's crazy. I haven't heard, I haven't heard of her. I mean, it's not that crazy. Cause yeah. You know, it's, yeah. You know, Marie Severin. We suck. Um, my last one is, um, I think it's Mary keys or Mary Kies. Mm-hmm. Uh, How she you spell it. K I E S. Probably Keys. I think it's Mary Keys. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Mary Keys in uh, 1809 was the first woman to get a patent for silk weaving. Ooh. And like uh, 
this and she broke the pattern of like basically women coming up with shit and men stealing the idea because yeah. women weren't allowed to vote. Women weren't allowed to own property. Women weren't allowed to have a banking account. Women weren't allowed to, most women weren't allowed to work unless they got their husband's approval. And so uh, she broke this pattern because she was not willing to get this up. But she was the only person that can do it and uh, was able to get the patent. And I'm sure somebody stole it from her. Or, mm-hmm. uh, I'll read more into her history, but judging by the pattern, a lot of these stories don't have happy endings, but um, yeah, that's uh, another influential woman um, that broke a very misogynistic pattern for a long time. I uh, that's a good rundown. Some people that you don't hear about. Yes, that was, it was very very good. Um, so, you guys, uh, before we go, before we go, I wanted to, I went and saw Creed three. Brought yeah. it up, and I wanted to uh, give you my my review of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, you know, it's not going to win any Oscars. <laughs> I'll tell you that. But well, Stallone's not back in it. No, nah, Stallone was not in it. Um, you know, uh, he publicly had some disagreements with some execs, so we all knew that he wasn't going to be in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I thought it was a great movie. It was yeah. uh, well. I also saw it at the Magic Johnson Theater over uh, in Baldwin, <laughs> Baldwin Hills. So just for all of you who do not know that, like. I, I basically was ringside at every single yeah, fight. Like it's like <laughs> it's like every bad stand up comedian joke about black audiences. They're talking about that audience. The, like the, it is it is interactive. It's I mean it's fucking great. Like I love seeing a movie with an audience that's hot. You know like, yeah. I don't want to irritate the audience, but a hot audience is good. Oh yeah, this this one was a mix of both. It was half <laughs> irritating. Like. You know, there's sometimes where it's like, oh, no, he knocked you the fuck out. No, like and people clapping and like cheering when he's like getting back up. Like, oh, he going to get up. He going to get up like that part. Those parts were amazing. But there was also parts where like the woman behind me, I don't know. She was eating pistachios and just dumping them out of the buckets on the floor. But like I'm telling you, it was like seven or eight times where you just heard. I'm like, is this some like, what was that? The didgeridoo? Like, I don't know. Like that rain, <laughs> fucking bucket, rain, like, stick. rain stick, like rain stick, of pistachios. like being shattered, looking back and forth like. What type? Would she bring in like a bucket of peanuts? Like what the fuck? Like this can't be chill. Uh, there's a woman that was on the other side of Shannon that had her phone ringer on mm-hmm. and text on, and they would go off and she would check it with a flashlight that she brought in. Um, oh. She checked her phone <laughs> with a flashlight that she brought in, and That's then fucking audacious. And then there was another dude who was basically talking to his very controlling girlfriend the entire time. He was like, nah, no, nah, I'm at the movie right now. I shared you my location. Nah, it's all right right now. It just started. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll hit you up. But it said that it's about, it's about a, like an hour, seven minutes. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll hit you up. Ring, 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 ring. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Nah, I just, uh, yeah, I got some popcorn. Nah, I just texted you because I went to the bathroom. But nah, nah, yeah, the movie's still going on. <laughs> No, they haven't gotten to the main fight. I'm like, get the, what the fuck? <laughs> if you want to be here, be here, yeah. woman. <laughs> like, like, where are you at work? Like, you obviously ain't doing any work. Like, what the uh, fuck? That's that. Yeah, that might have made me. <laughs> but I will tell you that the bad experiences there were vastly overshadowed by the good experiences yeah, there. Yeah. So, like, it was a great time. It's a great movie. I suggest you see it. If you are in LA, I suggest you see it at the Magic Johnson Theater, <laughs> preferably a matinee on like a Friday or Saturday when Auntie and Uncle have nothing to do and got to go to the uh-huh. theater. They, they were I'm sitting suggest- there half an hour before the movie starts. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they were camped out. <laughs> And you know, like some of these people had so many snacks that I know they made two trips. <laughs> like it, it was wild. 
But yeah, uh, uh, that was my that was my review of Creed Three. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. We saw the uh, Knock at the Cabin, uh, scary Ooh. movie. I think that's the name of it. Yeah, yeah, that, I dug it with uh, ba- with, our, with Batista, our Dave dude Batista, the most underrated. He's uh he's like the Rock on Wish, but now he's now the Rock is turning into Batista on Wish. Yeah, no, <laughs> Batista can act. Like he's uh, he's got range. Like I saw a Glass Onion in this, and he's like two completely different people in those oh, yeah. movies. Uh, I um, I don't know if I told you this. I met Batista like it, 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 when I was working in New Orleans. I did a movie uh, where he was the villain. He did like he worked like on a week on it, but I was his driver. Like he and his guy, so he drove in the back of my fucking Mazda, fucking whatever shit bag. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> not even mine, Natalie's Mazda shit bag. He uh, fit in there. Yeah, he, I, I mean, pull, I, guess I had to pull the back there, seat. Like, I Ubered it, so I pushed the back seat all the way up, and he <laughs> he uh, was so calm and nice and soft spoken. But in this movie, he's so soft spoken. I was like, that's just that he just sounds like he's Dave Batista. That's what the real Dave Batista sounds like. Oh, is this him? Is this, <laughs> it's just like him, very calm and very polite, like Jesus the entire <laughs> saying terrible things. <laughs> No, he was very, he was such a nice dude. But you liked Knock at the Cabin. I I liked it. It was a Shyamalan. Um, it was a Shyamalan, and based on a book. Uh, who's I write the the guy who wrote the book. I like his stuff. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, it was definitely. I think it's worth checking out. All right, that's gonna be my next one. Yeah, yeah. I'll be my next one. So those are our movie suggestions for everyone. And you know that brings us to the end of our podcast. Um, a happy Women's Appreciation Month or Women's History Month. All of it. history of all of I'm it. gonna appreciate the history. I appreciate all these bitches, man. They're tough as fucking shit. They're way tough. tougher than me. Tougher than me, man. <laughs> I'll never have a baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, thank you to our producer Blaine Pierre. Uh, DNA does our music. Aaron Mostow does our music. Thanks to my co-host, uh, my partner in crime, Bennett Miller. Thank you. Thank you very much, you guys. This is Papa Don't Preach. And uh, the only correction I guess that we have on our way out is that in LAU Unified, there are over a thousand schools and uh, seven hundred thousand students. Hey, there you go. Split the difference. Split I- the difference. There you go. All right, guys, we'll be uh, back next week with more Papa Don't Preach. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Later.